for Beyond Profit, a podcast of the ANA Center for Brand Purpose. I'm Ken Volume. Nearly 4 billion people in the world today do not have access to the internet. And in low and middle income countries, only 54% of women are connected to the mobile web. Reach Mobile, which bills itself a socially conscious mobile service, has made it a mission to extend the benefits of digital empowerment to women in need across the globe. Through its Get a Plan, Give a Plan initiative, Reach Mobile enables free data connectivity to women who are missing out on the mobile revolution, often changing the course of their lives and the lives of their families. It's a powerful example of thinking beyond the bottom line and using purpose to make a meaningful difference in society. Joining me today is Harjot Singh Saluja, co-founder and CEO of Reach Mobile. He's here to share the backstory in the launch of the company, the importance of being a values-driven business, its partnerships, and much more. Harjot, welcome to Beyond Profit. Thank you, Ken. Thanks for having me. Pleasure having you here. Harjot, when you look back, let's say three years ago, prior to the launch of Reach Mobile, and you examine the, the uh, mobile landscape, what made you think that there were opportunities to be had? You know, I think we all can agree that mobile has significantly changed the way we live our lives today, the way we shop, you know, the way we do experiential stuff. And mobile has been instrumental in disrupting several other verticals, like buying shoes, trying on glasses, and so on and so forth. And I think the ironic thing is, though, that buying a mobile service is still a brick and mortar, right? It hasn't disrupted itself as much. And when we look at consumers, including ourselves, right, we do business with a mobile company, but we don't really love them. We are not loyal to them. And I think that when we looked at the market, you know, as you mentioned, right, it's a crowded space. We felt that there was a lot of room for disruption. And that's what we set out to do with Reach Mobile. Terrific. So as I mentioned at the top, Harjo, Reach Mobile is built as a socially conscious mobile service. Has purpose always been core to your beliefs as a leader? Yes. I have been in the telecom industry for many years, not to date myself here. And I've traveled, you know, we were counting the other day, 40 countries, 45 countries in maybe two or three year period just before starting Reach Mobile. And, you know, we all sort of live with, you know, a Mac in your house for the children, for yourself, tablets, smartphones, and kind of forget that that isn't the norm. As you pointed out in the beginning of this conversation, there are still close to 4 billion people and majority of them happen to be women without access. And I think that, you know, it's just so basic today. It's it's like having access to clean water and electricity in the previous decades, right? Internet is that important. It's the voice, how you express your opinions. You go to, you know, social media and so on to express, you know, your feelings or opinion on a matter, you know, think of me too moment. And think right. about women, you know, a large majority of them not having access to be part of that movement, right? So I think that, yes, you know, the short answer is that, you know, it's been in the DNA to go do that. And we, the fact that we have relationships and integrations with carriers, mobile carriers around the world, you know, sets us very well to be able to do this, right? To be able to have a socially conscious brand. And now if you marry that, you know, pent up demand with, you know, the U.S. consumer today, I think a lot of us as consumers want are the corporations we do business with not to be just simply filling their pockets, but also do good in the world, right? So I think if you marry the two uh, and the fact that you can crowdfund such gap in the market, which is a scalable way to do it, 
as opposed to just charity has its own place, but we do believe that a crowdfunding model is scalable. So I think, yes, I guess the short answer to your question is, you know, it's been kind of ingrained in us and uh, the team's having a lot of fun doing it. Right, that's terrific. Just to clarify, I mean, essentially what you're saying here is being socially conscious uh, these days is a prerogative in the business world if you really want to make it and this is what consumers want. Is that correct? Absolutely. I, I think consumers want their corporation to have a personality and a mission and not just simply be kind of in the business of raking in money. And nothing wrong, by the way. We are a for-profit company. We want to make money as a corporation. Sure. We have venture capital investment in the company. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's my responsibility as a CEO to have a return on that investment for our investors. But having said all that, there is no reason that we can't balance the two, right? And I think right. that's a deliberate choice that a company has to make to do that. And we have mm-hmm. made that choice. So the values of your organization, this plays into your purpose, obviously. They say a lot about how you operate in an industry that's often perceived as cutthroat. So how are you reinforcing those values with employees to create the kind of culture that you expect and want? That's a very good question, Ken, and I think you're absolutely right. Uh, You know, it cannot be one of the checkboxes in your corporate mandate, right? It has to be ingrained into the culture of your company. And I think that as a business, as a corporate, it's important to be ambitious on your financial goals. But I think that, you know, if you then choose to say, hey, I'm willing to make a little bit less money, right? I think it takes an effort to make that deliberate choice that I am willing to make a little bit less money as a corporation. But I think once you get there, then other things can fall in place. We made that deliberate choice. We decided that that's what we're going to do. And I think with respect to the culture in the company, we have always been a kind company is how I like to call it. (laughs) You know, even pre-COVID era, everybody in my company, if you talk to the receptionist from the most senior people in staff or an entry-level engineer in the company or anywhere, we always make it very clear that family always comes first. As long as we reach mobile, you know, close second, we're pretty happy with it, right? And I think that has been, once you set the tone that sort of, you know, permeates within the organization. And then, you know, we also rolled up our sleeves. We spent a lot of time in the early days to come up with what we call Reach 10. Mm -hmm. Uh, Think of it as 10 principles we live by, if you will. Things like simplicity, things like customer first, things like the bar, right? which means if you don't love it, don't put it out, right? It's just that simple. You know, transparency, you know, and so on. But also one of the principles is be fiscally responsible. We are a for-profit business, right? So we don't want to do anything that is basically going to lose money for the company. You can still create the balance. We have the notion of at any level, right? Because you as a leader cannot be involved in every decision that's being made in the company. Mm. As long as you set the tone, it's then people are empowered to make such decisions. I always tell the team, hey, if you are at a crossroad and you've got to make a left or a right, think about if you were a customer of this product, what would you like? And then marry that with the fact that is it still fiscally responsible for the company? If you can answer those two questions, don't ask anyone. Make the turn. And I think that culture has been, at least from my point of view, of course, you know, you are welcome to talk to others in the company, but I think it has made a fun place for people to work. So Hydroad has being a quote-unquote kind company led to high retention acquisition rates for you? In terms of our consumers, customers, or in terms of our employees? Employees. Yeah, I think so. I think we, you know, we have had a pretty solid team where people like to stay with the company and even people who may have left or we may have made changes because of not a good fit, 
mm-hmm. they continue to be the fans of the company you know which is what you want at sure. the end of the day right you know i think of course the relationships span beyond companies but i think uh, yeah so overall i would say so you know and i think that often people will come and tell me like this is such a different place right you know it's mm-hmm. like a, such a good positive vibe to it you don't have a challenge of herding cats right in this organization mm-hmm. even when i interview a new person who's going to come on board i tell them like one thing you don't have to worry about is the support that you get from you know your coworkers right everybody is sort of willing and happy to help other people you know across the board in the organization you know no job is too small and no job is too big right uh, so right. you have the ambition and sort of a good culture in the organization so yeah i'm i'm pretty proud of it i think it's part of creating an organization to make sure people enjoy the journey and not just kind of look for a destination yeah that's terrific so uh hajar what was the impetus for creating the the get a plan give a plan initiative that i had referenced at the top so i think it goes back to the uh, can the original question that you asked about you know the socially conscious brand uh, i think we believe uh, that connectivity is a basic human right you stated some uh, you know of the stats with respect to connectivity and the fact that you know there's a large percentage majority of women who don't have that the basic access and i think that give a plan get a plan give a plan initiative creates that platform that can truly scale every customer who on board uh, with reach mobile not only they get a best sort of network in the country not only they get a simple transparent service but also now their plan goes towards making world a better place so i think mm-hmm. that you know the, the idea was do something that can truly scale and we believe that get a plan give a plan initiative can actually scale to bridge that digital divide that you alluded to in the beginning of the conversation so if you could hi john i was kind of hoping that you would share a few examples of the impact that reach mobile has made through this initiative One is a, a quantitative impact that one makes, right? And the other is a qualitative impact. Now, in terms of quantity, till date, uh, since we started the, the initiative and the service, we have given about 70,000 gigabytes of data wow. and millions of voice and text messages. When COVID came upon us, as you know, right, everybody kind of went from working from home, schools from home, lots of parts of the world don't have you know the access and the infrastructure to be able to cope with it so we also connected about 1.5 million students in latin america to their schools to do education online which is great so that's the quantitative aspect if you will and i think qualitative is where it gets more interesting right because now it's not just a matter of how many bytes you gave to somebody but what impact did that make i think uh, it's amazing to hear those like for example one of the women in a conversation with our team mentioned that how she felt more empowered than her husband right because she had access to technology now as funny as it sounds it's a big change and i think those those qualitative things are the ones that feed your soul right you know and i think that yes you can say i gave somebody 20 gigabytes of data this month but i think it's a matter of what did that do to their lifestyle right what change that systemic change that bring to that individual or the society they live in right so i think that has been an amazing kind of feeling to have for myself and of course for the broader team as well i think uh, you know one thing to note here is you know get a plan give a plan type initiative uh, one thing in mobile services you know unlike some other initiatives the amazing initiatives that are there in the market today like you know you buy a pair of shoes or you get glasses and somebody right. else in need also gets them the challenge here is bigger because glasses you can give it 
to somebody once, right? Uh, mobile service, you can't tell somebody, I'm going to connect you for this week or this month, mm-hmm. right? It has to be a recurring give month after month, right? Because, you know, you need a sustained access to technology. You can't just give it for a few days. So, you know, in our business plan that we put it together, we had to assume that as lo- once we connect somebody, as long as the partners we work with feel like this person or individual needs connectivity, we continue to give it right for foreseeable future. This must be incredibly energizing for the staff. I can imagine as, you know, these statistics just build and build. Yeah, it absolutely is. And I think that, you know, we have one of the things we all agreed to as a team was that everybody who works on the team mm-hmm. at one point or the another will physically go and meet with people or organizations we partner with so that they can see the impact firsthand, right? Because there is something to be said for that experience as opposed to just hearing about it. And the team has come back to the eyes, right, with the impact that they're making. And which is amazing, right? You know, and I think at some level or the other, all of us as, you know, as humans want to do good in the world. And we obviously, you know, life comes in the way, right? So most of us basically defer that towards the later part of our careers, right? Once we have made sure we got a house, we got our children in college and so on and so forth, and which are important things, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Charity begins at home, if you will. Then, you know, you eventually want to do something good in the world as well in your lifetime. And I think this gives you that golden opportunity of doing both at the same time. Mm -hmm. You know, if I could work in a corporation, enjoy my life working there, grow, do the monetary things that I need to do for my family, but at the same time, I'm able to contribute to the society. What more could I ask for, right? So I think it gives you kind of the best of the both world while you're working so that you don't have to defer your ambition to good in the world, if you will. So, Hydra, you're using video in particular, blog as well, and, and other means to share these remarkable stories of women who benefited from your initiative. Can you just talk a little bit about the important role that storytelling plays in bringing Reach Mobile to life and, of course, the folks that it's benefiting?
Well, those stories are, are extremely powerful. I viewed them on your website. Definitely worth exploring. So what we found, Harjo, is that the most purposeful companies, there's a close alignment between the CEO and marketing. And I'm curious about whether that's how you operate. You mentioned a couple of minutes ago about uh, working with partners, and you have several. Just you know, collectively, can you just talk about how they're boosting the impact of what you're doing there? Yes. No, I think it sort of dovetails into the previous conversation question can on you know alignment with marketing. As I was saying, my philosophy is to surround myself with people smarter than I am, mm -hmm. and I think that goes for organizations as well. When it comes, we are good at bringing technology, bringing mobile connectivity. What we are not good at or don't have the skill set for is how do you identify who the right people are? Right. How do you amplify the impact of that connectivity, right? That's where our NGO partners come into play. They are working on the ground. They know who the right people are, right? We are not qualified to say, hey, this person should get access and this person should not, right? We don't have the skill set for it. Neither is that our expertise, but the NGO partners we work with, that's their expertise. And then number two, they amplify the value. So I can give somebody connectivity, but they on the ground then show them how to leverage that connectivity. So for example, one of our NGOs work with you know women in sustainable farming and they teach them techniques for sustainable farming. They then take it to the next level saying, hey, now that you have connectivity, here, is, here are some videos that will help you figure out how to do sustainable farming. Here are the ways you communicate with your local authorities. Here's where you go to check what's the right timing to plant your seed. We could never do that. We don't have the mm -hmm. skill set for it. Neither are we going to become great at it, right? Even if we tried. So that's where our partnerships comes in so that A, we can identify the right people and B, we can exponentially amplify the impact that it makes. Did you find yourself, Harjo, having to lean on these partners more so during the pandemic or has it been just con relatively consistent through this period? I think I would say that when it comes to education vertical, like where we are connecting students, we definitely had to lean more on them because all of a sudden your sort of direct in-person communication dynamics change significantly. The fact that these partners have local relationships on the ground, they were able to continue these programs and grow them mm -hmm. during this period much better than if we did not have these partnerships in place. And I think that was a yet another example for us to sort of, you know, prove to ourselves that, you know, you want to work with companies who know better than you do uh, in a particular domain, right? You know, so when it comes to working with NGOs, they know this space better than we do. We are glad that we partner with them and 
didn't go at it on our own, right? I think when it comes to connectivity with mobile carriers in a given country, we can do that. We have the relationships, we have the technology, but I think when it comes to people on the ground and making a difference, we believe that partnerships are the way to go for us. Lastly, I mentioned the launch about three years ago of Reach Mobile. So you've gone from new kid on the block to the top mobile service in terms of customer satisfaction and quality measures, which is quite amazing in that such a short time frame. So would you say that this is validation for what you were seeking when you set out on this journey? First of all, Ken, let me thank you for bringing this up. We are the best rated mobile service on Trustpilot. I think we're the only mobile service with a close to 5.0 score, mm-hmm. which is rewarding in itself, of course. And I think that... congratulate you and your team and everyone at Reach Mobile for, um, you know, its success. And I certainly want to wish you the best moving forward. And thank you so much, Harjo, for joining me on Beyond Profit. Thank you, Ken. Thank you for your time. And thank you for having me on your show. To learn more about Reach Mobile, visit reachmobile.com. That's reachmobile.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.